Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Into the 99. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel. I'm joined with both Ryan and Brian. Today we're talking Arkelos, and yeah, Ryan made this deck. Ryan, tell us a little bit about it first. Well, um, Commander Legends came out, and I saw the turtle, and really got jacked up and had to build this deck, and tried to embrace the hate of Arkelos and make this as staxy as I possibly could in salt high colors i feel like in general there's no way to have built it that isn't staxy like it just seems like it's what he needs i agree um i agree brian what's your thought on this commander he was definitely one of the more interesting ones that came out it's it's a a really unique like ability that he has on him we just in general loved it i i keep saying it but commander legends was just so interesting with all of the things that i initially wanted to build versus what i actually did build but Arkelos was right on that list of things that I initially wanted, and I didn't get around to getting mine. I got a little too excited for other things, but I'm still in the midst of building mine. But uh, Ryan was talking initially, basically, from release date about how to do this. He had a few different versions of Arkelos. Like, he loved this commander from day one. Yeah, the original, the original build that I was trying to do was a heavy artifact build that would exploit with, like, Urza and all the Urza shenanigans. But then... As I built the deck, I kind of moved away from Urza, and then it ended up just coming out of the deck because I found better options that weren't as cancerous as Urza. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know the card we're talking about, it's Arkelos Lagoon Mystic. He's one in Sultai. That's black, green, blue. As long as he's untapped, or as long as he's tapped, other permanents enter the battlefield tapped. As long as he's untapped, other permanents enter untapped. So I just initially was so impressed with that ability because green has so much fetch lands bringing in tapped. They were already great ramp ability. Uh, even looking at things like the guild gates, you can just get them into play untapped. No problem. He's basically an amulet of vigor for you or just like the most hate filled guy who just taps everything down. And I didn't even think of like the lands that that's, just blew my mind now. Yeah, well, for for me, like that was uh, one of the things that I wanted was just just that ability to put in the cheaper lands and stuff, right? Because, like I said, you don't really a lot of time when we talk about like mana bases, we keep saying that you're paying for the speed, right? The reason that uh, Volcanic Island, for instance, is so expensive is because it comes in no downside and it's fetchable. But even the Shocklands and stuff, the same thing. They come in, there's a slight downside, but your mana base has already gone up, right? The Guild Gates, the payoff is that they're accessible, but they're slower. They're meant to be slower. Not when you're running this kind of a combo, right? It's mm-hmm. it, Everything is Amulet of Vigor. So anytime you're cultivating anything that's going to put your lands into play tapped, he, he's just not going to care about it. And then vice versa... Anyone who is playing those expensive lands, if I'm trying to drop in those high-value dual lands against Arkelos, he's taking that speed advantage away. He's turning like he's turning them into basically tapped shock lands at this point. That's amazing. Yeah, I really tried with the the deck to try to lean heavily on keeping him untapped and exploiting those abilities during my turn, but then running a bunch of ways to tap him so that all of my opponents get the downside. Yeah. And that's just why it's so nice. It's that he he can be played so good. And if you have that ability to untap him, it's such a good politics tool to be able to say, hey, I'll do this. If you leave it alone, I won't have him tapped. Or, yeah, we know that Daniel's a little bit of a threat right now. Let's tap him down and 
slow everything he's doing right down. Uh, last night we were playing just some online games. I was playing Kelsian. Uh, he comes in Vigilance Haste. That's not as scary if he enters tapped. Yeah, 100%. that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> he slaps. So I'll let Ryan well, choose which one of these categories we're going to go into and stuff, but I just... Looking over this deck every time I've seen this list, I really, really like it. I think that there's just a ton of value in it. And yeah, Ryan, choose where we're going to start here. Uh, let's start with the artifacts. Um, I think they're kind of the the linchpin of the deck outside of the commander. Okay. Um, so the first one that I included was Amulet of Vigor. Uh, it's one, one colorless, and it's whenever a permanent enters the battlefield tapped under my control, I get to untap it. Yep. I honestly, not bad, not bad. Um, so, I love that for what we were talking about earlier with those shock lands. You don't have to actually pay the cost. That uh, only costs one? Yeah. Amulet of yeah. Vigor is such a nice turn one. I'm, I'm yeah. going to have to pick one of these up. And you'll you'll understand later there are some cards in here that it really helps get around that are going to... Um, you'll see. You'll understand one a little bit later. Uh, the second card is Arcane Signet. It's kind of a commander staple. Two colorless ar- artifact. It taps for any mana, any one mana that my of my commander's color identity. The um, the next mana rock you have is actually one of my favorite ones. I uh, I used to use it in my Planeswalker Sisse deck. It's Honorworn Shaku. It's three an artifact. It taps for one, and you could tap any untapped legendary permanent you control to untap Honorworn Shaku. So it it just basically in this deck functions as a turn. Uh, turn everyone else's board off and gives you mana. I love it. Yep. Brian, you want to take the next one? Oh, do I ever. It is Howling Mine, cost two. And at the beginning of each player's draw step, if Howling Mine is untapped, that player draws an additional card. And you're so mean. I already know what's happening. (laughs) Well, even like Daniel said, it's very politicking. I mean, if I I can shut it down where I'm the only one that's going to benefit or... You know, Daniel's getting out of hand. I can let everybody else draw some cards. To, that is, that is true. Uh, Howling mind tap in the game. Howling mind tap hurts. Like no one, no one does that. <laughs> no, no one does it. Only Urza players and now Arkelos. Um, this next one is just an old school classic. It's icy manipulator. Four colorless, one colorless to tap target artifact creature or land. So I can tap down my Arkelos, or I can tap down problem problematic permanence that my opponents have and then they don't get to untap it because our close is tapped mm-hmm. uh, Mox, Mox Diamond just solid ramp overall uh, but I want to get right into the next one which is yeah, absolutely uh, Nevenero's disc 4 and it enters tapped not this time though pay 1 and blow the board up destroy all artifacts creatures and enchantments it's going to leave planeswalkers alive lands alive but it usually its downside is K it has to make it around the table once for it to be such a threat not anymore you can have it like in threat position turn one yeah that's so true yeah i want to take the next one yeah we got orbs of dreams permanents come into play tapped oh i'm really starting to figure stuff out yeah you you double down (laughs) on that effect because you stack you stack your triggers you stack how everything is so it comes into play tapped archelos untaps it yeah, or it just taps our close out at the end of my turn, and then everybody else is... Yeah, everyone's getting wrecked. Uh, yep. Pacification Array, one, an artifact, kind of the same thing as Icy Manipulator a little bit. Pay two, tap it, tap target artifact or creature. 
I didn't realize that there were so many so many cards with these abilities on them. Yeah, tons of tons of tap down abilities. Uh, Paradise Mantle is another one of them. It's a great mana ability give, uh, giving equipment. Sorry, uh, zero cost. It has equip creature as tap to add one mana of any color, one to equip. So again, another very easy way to keep Arkelos tapped. Like just the ability to tap him on the turns you want is very, very important. It cannot be undersold in this deck. It's the whole point of decks like this. Like, you you want to control what other people are doing. Life is not a race. That is Arkelo saying. Sometimes you got to slow people down just a little bit. Or a uh, lot next in one this is, case. Uh, I'm going to glaze right over, but the next one is Sol Ring. Yep. Everybody knows what it does. It's what? Uh, <laughs> then the next one is uh, Spring Leaf Drum. It's uh, colorless for an artifact, and it tap an untap creature you control. Add one man of any color. Same thing, just to to keep Arkelos tapped. I love that card. Uh, love everything about that card. You know how hard that card was to find. Oh, I know. And then they just reprinted it. I uh, I was so excited to put that into Calamax. Sometimes you got to tap the Stegosaurus. I get it. <laughs> um, this next one and Arkelos are kind of best friends. He should be. We, this should be his staff that he's carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, the staff of domination, three colorless. You can pay one untap staff of domination. Two tap it to gain a life. Three tap it to untap target creature. Four tap it to tap target creature, and five to draw a card. Um, really, so many just, abilities. Yeah, I mean, it allows me to really play the game with Arkelos, or even just draw a card if I need to. Yep. Well, Staff is such a good mana sink, and again, I cannot cannot say how nice it is that the price has gone down because I think the old Staff is still like 60 bucks, Which is wild because this one's $5. Yeah, that's why I can't find any of those ones. Do you need one? I can send you one. Oh, I need a bunch of them, yeah. <laughs> I, I keep trying <laughs> to find them because they're so bunch, good. But... Yeah. Just send me well, a stack whenever you get around to it. Gotcha. Brian, uh, you want to take the next one? Yeah, we got Static Orb, cost three. And if Static Orb is untapped, players can't untap more than two permanents during their untap step. Let's just put the salt on the wound still. Yeah, well, like like Ryan was saying, he, he initially thought of it as an Urza-style deck, and you're seeing it very, very intensely in it because this is going to control the table. Yep. Your, your friends aren't going to be happy with this card, but magic isn't always about everyone else being happy. Sometimes you got to enjoy Not yourself. Turf. Turtles like to live alone. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're playing a turtle deck. Everyone's turtling with you. Yep. Uh, Storage yeah. Matrix is another card that does the same sort of uh, style thing. As long as it's untapped, each player chooses uh, artifact creature or land during their untapped step. They can untap only permanents of that type during the untapped step. Oh, this was out last night too, wasn't it? No, but another one down the list was. Um, the next sure. one is... I'm gonna next one is Swiftfoot Boots. Um, it's mostly just to give Arklos some form of protection. Um, and the next one is Sword of the Pay Runes. It's four colorless for an equipment. Um, as long as the equipped creature is tapped, tapped creatures you control get plus two plus zero. Oh. And as long as the equipped creature is untapped, untapped creatures get plus zero plus two. Um, and then it has three. You may tap or untap equipped creature. And then three to equip. Yeah. Um, just, I mean, really, it's give Arkelos that much more protection and allow you to tap and untap him. Dan, this is one of your favorite cards. Yeah. Why don't you cover Win- it? Winter Orb is what was out last night, and I love it. Sometimes you really got to put the brake on a uh, game with this. 
Uh, two mana, as long as it's untapped, players can untap more than one land during their untap step. Yeah, I was not happy with you. Yeah, that one slaps. Brian plays Mirari's Wake with nine lands while I have four. Not today. <laughs> so uh, next we'll well go ahead really quickly before like even just seeing the artifacts we're seeing a really really strong stacks and defense package and that is very important in a deck like this because you're gonna have people angry at you when their things come in tapped there's no way yep. around it so if you're gonna go and play a salt deck you gotta kind of salt people a little more and full out tap don't play Arkelos and half commit to it and be like oh like It'll, they're they're going to try to kill you anyways. Make it worth it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I know that <laughs> I'm going to sit down and I'm going to play Arkelos and I might get some looks. And then when I start playing this this stuff, people are just going to be like, okay, we need to focus on him and get him off the table. All right, we so understand we can play what's ma- going on. Yeah. Magic the way we want to play it. So I know um, one game that you're allowed to play your board wipe tribal in, Dan. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Um, so we'll go into the uh, Planeswalkers next. Yeah, I like um, the. I definitely liked the choice you had there. I'll, I'll let you take it away at the beginning here. So the first one is Ashiok Dreamrender. He is a colorless black, or sorry, we'll just say double Demir hybrid. Um, he comes into play with five loyalty and spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause their controller to search their library. And then he is minus one. Target player puts the top four cards of their library in their graveyard and then exile each opponent's graveyard he is Um, a solid card he just the the tutor shutdown the graveyard hate for everyone but you oh i I love ashiok uh which they never like that one they never should have printed that card no they shouldn't i agree he's he's rough yeah that card is pretty brutal especially at like the three cmc you can shut down like marin decks you can shut down a lot of graveyard shenanigans real quick with something like that even the heavy ramp decks, you you shut them. Well, it, yeah, that's true because they can't search for anything. They can't tutor. Play this against um, my Golos Gates deck, and I'm just crying. Play this against my Rada deck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When someone's trying to tutor for lands, and the whole like purpose of their deck is to go and grab lands, and you just stop that. Mm-mm. Hey, you get to play one land per turn with the rest of us. <laughs> uh, even even if Ashiok doesn't stick around, that minus one to Bajuka Bog everyone after milling one player is brutal. It's solid. It's brutal. Right, I, uh, who wants to? One of my favorite things. Sorry, just uh, no. It's okay. One of my favorite things to do is you see some competitive players be jerks and they'll scheming symmetry with a player, and they'll be like, "Okay, you can go get this," and then they'll Ashiok the top card that they tutored. <laughs> that's dirty. Yeah. That's gross. <laughs> Feels pretty bad. I would just not get a good card. <laughs> well, no, you don't know it then. They play it after they scheming. Yeah. Tree. Yeah. You got to make scumbag deals. <laughs> uh, the next is a card that makes me question still why Leovold is banned. Unchain my boy. Uh, Narset Parter avails one blue blue for basically not as good Leovold. Uh, each opponent can't draw more than one cards each turn, which infuriates me in every deck I play because I love to draw <laughs> cards. Uh, it's a Planeswalker that starts at five and has minus two. Look at the top four cards of your library. You can reveal a non-creature, non-land from among them, put it into your hand, and the rest on the bottom in a random order. Solid. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad play ability. Your, play your Zyrus now, Brian. No. <laughs> Brian, you want to take the next one? Sure can, because... 
the worst one of them all. He's fabulous. Oko, Thief of Crowns, one green and a blue. Legendary Planeswalker, Oko. And plus two to create a food token. Plus one, target artifact or creature loses all abilities and becomes a green elf. That's a plus ability. Yeah, it that sure is, is. Absolutely disgusting. That's why Oko's banned is because yeah, he's... I could understand that 100% now. Uh, so green elk creature with uh, base power 3-3 three, three, or minus 5 to exchange control of target artifact or creature you control and target creature and opponent controls with power 3 or less and base power 4. Yeah, Oko's, Oko's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't hate Oko as much as everyone. I, I've had a lot of conversations with people recently about it, and they're like, he's broken. I'm like, protect your commander. It's not hard. <laughs> Do one of you two want to kind of real quick run through the sorceries? Most of them are pretty self-explanatory, except three of them. Yeah, I'll, I'll, go, through, I'll go through them pretty quick, and I know the ones to stop on. So number one, Damnation. Damnation is such a good card. You should run mm-hmm. Damnation every time you can. Beautiful looking card. It's two black black. Destroy all creatures that can't be regenerated. Take that elf decks. Uh, we've got my favorite one is uh, the the full art damnation. Oh, I know. I like it looks like the. Uh, I, I you know what I have it in a deck that I rarely play. The bio wasteland looking thing. Yeah, cool. I love that. That's in my Moldrotha. Uh We've got Farseek, which is tutor for any of the land types. Put it into play tapped, but that doesn't matter with you except for forests. No, you can search for forests, can't you? Plains, islands, swamps, or mountains. No, you can't. Well, See, I taught you something today. Brian's learned a thing today. <laughs> we make that up with nature's lore. Search library for a forest card, put it on the battlefield, and shuffle. Rampant growth, everyone knows rampant growth. Reshape the earth is a problem. So, I want to talk about that one. Number one, being able to go get ten lands is real strong, especially at nine the- mana. But being able, to get, to play untapped. Yeah, being able to get 10 untapped lands is a significantly bigger problem. Amazing. Yeah. And you'll, I love it. You'll see when we talk about the lands, there's... Uh, I, I just scrolled over to see. I was like, all right, he, he has the land I'm looking for. He understands what's going on. Uh, Scapeshift, the same thing. You sack some lands, go get that many lands, put them into play. Tapped. Wink, wink. <laughs> nah, I love Scapeshift so much. It's oh so good. You are definitely missing a creature though, and I have to correct you on it. Um, All right. with we'll your talk about it when we get... yeah, with your we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, <laughs> three visits, such a good card. At I honestly, we were talking about it. It's one of the best reprints that was that could have been done. Uh, its artwork is beautiful. Its ability to not be a $150 card is beautiful. I love it. Was it originally that? Oh, it sure was. One printing in like Kingdoms or Portal or something. Portal three Kingdoms. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was like a really old card and it just basically, you either had it because you played and just had this like very not good uncommon. It's not, it's not a bad uncommon, but it it wasn't worth $150. Yes. Yeah, it was it was that because of rarity alone. Gotcha. Toxic Deluge, as I've noticed, Ryan very very greatly loves this card, Tuna Black. It's an additional cost, pay X life, all creatures get minus X, minus X. It's a very solid board wipe. Usually right, it's, the next one I'm gonna take. Before we get to that one though, it yeah. usually doesn't take that much of your life in a forty player game as well to wreck the board. Minus X, minus yeah, X. I did it less. Yeah, globally is pretty brutal. 
even yeah. even if you want to keep your commander alive, uh, minus three, minus three till end of turn is going to blow a lot of boards out. Yeah, especially at seven last night. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, take the next one. Uh, windfall, uh, two colorless and a blue sorcery. Each player discards his or her hand, then draws cards equal to the greatest number of cards a player discarded that way. So ideally, I want to do this when I have Narset in play, just to ranch everybody. Um, so mean. Well, the deck's not nice in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I also have some other ways to kind of exploit it. Um, do you guys want to... We can jump over to the instance. And Brian, do you want to blast through these? None of these are really... There is no blasting when it comes to video. First up is Assassin's <laughs> Trophy, uh, which is uh, one black, one green, and destroy target permanent and opponent controls. Its controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle their library. I love Assassin's Trophy. Yeah. I remember that. when that came out, What it, was, it had a pretty high price tag, too. It, it just rotated out of standard, which is why it's even moderately affordable right now. Oh, really? Yeah, when I was playing, uh, like, uh, Get Rogs, one of my favorite, like, competitive decks, and I no. could only find foil ones when I was buying them, so I have, like, three or four foils of them, and I overpaid for them significantly because they're just, they were the one of the best removals in they the were format. Uh, okay, then now, now that makes sense. Yeah, destroyed uh, target, target permanent is real good because it's not target non-land permanent. You can blow up anything with that, and it hurts. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. At least you get a basic. <laughs> yeah. Well, not if you can't search with Ashiok. Ooh. Oh. Uh, yeah, good point. I yeah, so just go back to that. something. That's, uh, or if I don't have the Ashiok in play, it's going to come into play ta tapped as opposed to untapped because hopefully Arkelos will be in play. A little competitive games insight. Some people's win cons, and by some I mean nearly everyone who plays Gitrog's win con, is just infinite cycling of the graveyard so that they can full draw their deck and continuously cast this until you have no lands. So they'll blow your land up, you can go search for a land, they'll cycle through and do it again. It takes a super long time, it's like the saltiest thing. It's just like an infinite loop of their, they're just going to continuously blow your things up. It's not a win condition, it's a cancer condition. And many people quit when you do that to them. <laughs> Amazing. Not me. So next time we... <laughs> Yeah, Dan will sit there the entire time. Yeah, well, a lot of people uh, don't have any damage to follow it up or anything. They're just like, well, you have no permanence. I'm like, all right, well, pass. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Beast Within. This is always like a staple in green for removal. Uh, two and a green and destroy target permanent. Its controller creates a 3-3 green beast creature token. Another destroy full permanent. The next card, disgusting. Cyclonic Rift. Can't stand it. Oh, it's my favorite card. <laughs> Vomits blood and rage. <laughs> so, yeah, CMC is one and a blue, or you can overload it for six and a blue. Um, it is return target non-land permanent you don't control to its owner's hand. If you overload it, it becomes every permanent you don't control. Yeah. It's, or every uh, non-land permanent, sorry. It's pretty brutal. Yeah, it's a great board wipe. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. Uh, Fierce Guardianship, one of the best cards to recently be printed, and I think the 
best is subjective, but I think arguably the most powerful card to come out of the new commander decks. Uh, it's an yeah. instant for three, which is a very playable cost. Uh, counter target on creature spell, that's includable. It's not a big deal. But if you control your commander, you can do it without paying its mana cost, and that hurts. Kind I, of like I like seeing. I wish it cards. was printed in like the actual set too. There, there's no way that they won't include it somewhere. The the demand on it's just too too nuts. I think it's yeah. an easy one that they could literally just print in every commander deck cycle. Yep, they should have put it back into. Yeah, it should have been commander Legends. commander legends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, I am hoping that in the next set of real commander decks, not just uh, the semi mini ones we're seeing with sets that they do another cycle of these free cast styled cards because I just liked them. I thought that they were really interesting mechanically. They reward you actually having your commander out, which is something that is the whole point of our format. You know, you're supposed to build your deck around these people. So it would make sense that they would get stronger if you had your commander out. Um, they don't necessarily have to be this strong, but like even though the white one is good, even the red one, the red one can come out at such silly times that deflecting SWAT <laughs> like last night <laughs> yeah deflecting swat is so frustrating when you finally have the removal you need for a problem and they're like no not today it goes to that target <laughs> yeah uh so the next one we have is force of negation another card desperately in need of a reprint it's from modern horizons yeah. if it's not your turn you can exile a blue card from your hand instead of paying its mana cost counter target non-creature spell if it's countered this way exile instead of putting into its owner's graveyard and that I is brutal that card's slowly like getting up there. Like they're eighty moose books now. Is that how much they are? Like uh, yeah, I, I was I know trying to pick one up. Yeah, I know that they're a problem to like you're almost better just trying to buy more packs of Modern Horizons and roll the dice with it. At least it's only a rare. Well, it's a lot of um, in Modern. A lot of decks play a four of plus all of us animals. Well, it's it's a good commander card, but it's really really good like competitive commander as well. So everyone's. A bad person with it. Um, the, it's the tiny leaders is, legal. I'm just saying. The next one's Force of Will. Three colors, double blue, instant. You may pay one life and exile a blue card from your hand rather than pay this spell's mana cost, counter target spell. Kind of a staple in any blue deck that is trying to control or just blue deck in general. I was so happy to be able to pull one. <laughs> oh, Force of Will is another card that, again, I was just happy to see reprints of. Like, there's... Yeah, it's fun to zero mana counter things. I'm not going to lie, but it's still I mean, it's still a hundred dollar card. Yeah, but it's not like how expensive it was. It's a beautiful card. I love I love that card. Uh, Heroic Intervention is a card that like I I hate saying that like every deck should run, but there's nearly no reason you wouldn't run this in green. Great protection. It was extremely expensive. Again, came down in price and I, I think it's only a few dollars right now, like five or six bucks. And your permanent's having hexproof and indestructible. There's no green deck that exists that this card is not good in in some shape or form. It's so good. It, and I think more so, like the indestructible is amazing. But I think really where the the gotcha is the hexproof. Yeah, I think I think when we were playing last night, I think we hit, hit four of them. I think yeah, yeah multiple I think, gotcha moments. No, no, I I think you cast it in a game. I think the other players cast it. I know I cast it in the game. I it, cast one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in response to an agent of treachery, I was like, no, never. I say nay. Yeah. <laughs> Cross and grip another just great removal card. Split second destroying target artifact or enchantment is. I'm so happy it got reprinted too. Yeah. Oh, I love With it. With gorgeous art. 
Mana drain, mana drain hurts. Hurts the right way. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love mana drain. That's a, it's a double blue counter target spell. The beginning of your next main phase, add an amount of man, a colorless mana equal to that spells CMC. And that is just such a good card. It's good early. It's good late. It's good salt. It's significantly better than a counter spell. It's also significantly Zach, more expensive. Zach was so lucky. I think he pulled three. Oof. Is that like ridiculous? That does feel good. <laughs> the next one's Nature's Claim. It's a green for an instant. Destroy target artifact or enchantment, and its controller gains four life. Uh, I, I love that. Having one. somebody gain four life is nearly irrelevant in Commander. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it can be. I mean, sometimes you got to blow up your own thing to save you from dying. Um, I, I guess just, I've never used it that way, but I guess you could use it as a gain for life. Someone just used see, it on themselves last night. No, I, I used a similar style card to get rid of Winter Orb. Oh, uh, oh, okay. That was a mistake. <laughs> and then the next is Negate, which has the full art version, and I absolutely love it. Mwah. Countering <laughs> target non-creature spell. Which is going to just do so much work in Commander. Oh, yeah. Um, I absolutely love it. Now we're over into our creatures here. Uh, I'll start with uh, SE Tyrant of the Gyre Strait, four colorless green blue um, for a 5 5 legendary creature serpent. You may play an additional land on each of your turns, and whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you may draw a card. Just a s- solid card, solid way to generate card advantage. Um, the deck doesn't have a. I mean, I guess when you do things like scape shift or reshape the earth, you can draw a ton of cards. Yeah, hitting a 10 card draw with that would feel pretty good. Um, and what this is just better was a Tatiova. No, yeah, it's just a, uh, it's a different but better Tatiova. Yeah, I I still like Tatiova for her own things, but the ex the extra land stapled onto it's solid. Uh, the next card is Arixmathes, the Slumbering Isle. It's two colorless for a, a two colorless green blue for a twelve twelve legendary creature Kraken. When it enters the battlefield tapped with five slumber counters on it but not really and as long, this is true <laughs> as long as it has a counter on it it's considered a land and it's not a creature and then whenever you cast a spell you may remove a slumber counter from a ricks with these and it taps for a green blue so likely it's going to come into play untapped it's not a creature so you can immediately tap it to use its mana and then eventually it's going to be Probably one of the win cons in the deck. Eventually, it slaps. Big. Yeah, it I feel like hard. I should have this in my two lane deck. It's a really cool card. I really like it. The only downfall to the card, um, and it's nothing to do with the card, is it's only available in the Commander Precon from Commander Legends. Uh, I think it was Double uh, Masters as well. There was a recent oh, reprint. Oh, sorry, no, I'm thinking of ASE. I'm so, yeah. sorry, not a No, but it, it was only the, its availability still is not there. Like this card is pretty much never in stores when you're finding it because it's such a cool card. It's a twelve twelve commander at four mana. I think the reason also is it's three dollars, so it's it's very cheap. It's very affordable. It does a lot of work, and it's a double land. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it is pretty good mana fixing. I, I just love that card. Brian, this next card seems like one you'd like. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, I love this card. And the <laughs> card that I love so much, Consecrated Sphinx. Four and two blue. Flying. I like this art. This is from the new Tefiri. Yeah. Um, secret the Lair. Father's Day? No, it's the uh, Extra Life Secret Lair. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
the, oh yeah, for the kids. Uh, and then whenever an opponent draws a card, you may draw two cards. Yep. Why I not? Love it. Especially if you're forcing people to draw. Well, it's just one, howling of the, mine. one of the best, like just flat out card advantage generating creatures to exist. A four six with flying, I'll say every time, is amazing. And yep. the may draw two cards is real good. But one thing to know is may draw two cards does not mean you can draw one card. Yeah, you must draw two. It's not may draw up to two. You must draw two when you're when you're taking those triggers. Do anyone talk about this next little hidden gem? Yeah, I love these. Elder Druid, it's just a simple tap and untapper. It's a four mana cleric in green, which is strange. But it's four mana tap or untap target artifact creature or land. And Interesting. It is, yeah, it is definitely a nice one. Um, Eternal Witness is the next one that we have going on. I love it. Bring anything back. Three mana. Its new artwork was good. It's pretty sure it's a, it's a staple in any green deck. You want to be able to recur stuff. Yep. Uh, we have Fate Stitcher, which does pretty much the same thing we were just talking about. It is three and a blue for a one-two zombie wizard. Tap. You may tap or untap another target permanent, and it also has Unearth, which is very fun. Uh, at the end of the turn, if it eh, removed from the game at the end of the turn, or if it would leave play. So you do lose it, but it's still got the ability to do exactly what you need it to do, which is tap or untap things so you can be the worst person ever. Next card is Frost Titan, four colors, blue-blue for a giant 6-6. Six, six. Whenever it becomes the target of speller and ability and opponent controls, counter that speller ability unless it's... Controller pays two colorless, and then whenever Frost Titan enters the battlefield or attacks, tap target permanent. It does not untap during its controller's next untap step. So just to continue the prison theme to try to keep your stuff locked down. Well, and it's got um, good protection, also, right? Like, I, I love Frost Titan. Uh, next card before, is Hull Breacher. Before we go to Hull oh, Breacher, Frost Titan I think we're going to see a lot more of because of the new uh, Kaldheim set focusing so heavily on giant creature types. We've that might be a gi- we've be already nice s- if they re- reprint them. Well, yeah, and we've also already seen uh, Blue Giant in the set. And uh, we know that there's like pretty solid red giants. If you're following the pre-spoilers, there's just a really cool fling giant, which you'll have to go and take a look at. But I I think that giant tribal is going to possibly get some love coming up here. And I would like to see more frost titan. It's really underutilized. More frost titan, more prime titan. Let's get it going. Next card is Hull Breacher. This out of Commander Legends is also one of my favorite cards. Uh, it's two colors and a blue for a 3-2 with flash, and then if opponent would draw a card except for the first one they draw in each of their draw steps, instead you create a treasure token. This can be savage, like with a windfall. Yeah, it, it's just, just good in general. All the mana. Um, I've already been hosed by this card like 12 times. Yeah, everyone, you know that that voice. It's Zach. Good morning, Zachary. Well, you know what they say, life is not a race. Ha, there not. we go, Zach. Zach, um, in true Arkelos theme, coming in late. The next card is King's Assassin for a colorless black-black for a 1-1. And on your turn before you attack, you may tap King's Assassin to destroy any ta- one tapped creature. Uh, just hedges in with all the tapping of my opponent's stuff, keeping them locked down, dealing with their big stuff. Yep. Brian, Brian why don't you take the next one? Um, we got a Notion Thief, which is two, a blue and a black human rogue with flash. 
If an opponent would draw a card except the first one they draw in each of their draw steps instead, that player skips that draw and you draw a card. I love Notion Thief too. I love a lot of the yeah, cards in this deck. Very There's, good. Maybe I just love I salt cards, to be honest. I'm saying I love a lot of these things in here. And it speaks volumes about your character as a magic player. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's really... <laughs> It's really showing my true colors, but I'm like, I love this card. I love that card. Yeah, I think you were, to... you were blaming me last night. Yeah, I'm a bad person. Somebody want to take the next one? Uh, Oak Street. I will. Oh, go ahead, Zach. Uh, Oak Street Innkeeper. It's two and a green for an uh, elf creature. One, two. As long as it's your turn, tap creatures you control have hexproof. That's good. That's, oh, it's not bad. That's I like that. Oh, sorry, as long as it's not your turn. My bad. <laughs> that's yep, that's very keep... solid. Arkelos, get him tapped down, and then ride him out through my opponent's turns. Uh, Dan, you want to take the next one? You love this card. I do love this card. It's pretty good. Another card with flash, uh, two and a black for a 3-2 human rogue. You, uh, it's opposition agent, you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries, which is so funny. While an opponent <sighs> is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You can play it as long as it's exiled, and you can do it as your mana is any color. I, yep. yeah, that's, so, you, you know, I'm going to say it. I love it. Brian and I <laughs> played an extra stream with uh, my good buddy Han and Han was before me in turn order. Both opposition agent and hall breacher were used on me specifically. <laughs> and I was the only person to get hall breached and or opposition agent. Ooh, so it was fantastic. Cause I blew them up before it became that, my turn. That's hurtful. That's I was painful. playing. I was playing my Salamander's deck, so it wasn't even like I was playing anything like gotcha cards. It was just like, oh, I'm a Kodama's Reach. Nah, I'm going to get your islands. And, or not Kodama. Yeah, I was going to get basic islands. I, yeah, I didn't get them. Opposition Agent, if I'm like playing like a Golos deck and I, I hit Opposition Agent and somebody, like I, I get hit with Opposition Agent. It's breaking my brain to even think about. If I'm reshaping <laughs> the Earth, which is like my favorite card to cast in Golos, and somebody opposition agents me, I'm probably just going to quit the game. And I don't like to quit games like that, but that is <laughs> that is enough to end it for me. I'll be like, all right, you guys have a great night. I'm going to head on home. Oh. And cry. Man, uh, the, the next card is Royal Assassin. Call us Black Black for 1-1. One, one. Tap to destroy target tap creature. It's mm -hmm. pretty self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we saw this guy last night too. Runic <laughs> Armasaur, 1 green green. Whenever an opponent activates an ability that is an ability of a creature land... Uh, that isn't a mana ability, <laughs> you can draw a card, and I love it. And I love it. <laughs> I do love it. Runic Armasaur is so good, too. This this deck, I'm, I'm super happy with how you brewed this deck. This looks very similar to how I would brew it, <laughs> except, like I said, you're missing a creature, and we're going to go over that creature after the next one. So we want to take the next one? Yeah. The last creature is Thrasios, Triton Hero, green and a blue for a legendary creature, Merfolk Wizard, and it's a 1-3. You can pay four colors, scry one, then reveal a top card of your library. If it's a land card, put it onto the battlefield tapped. Otherwise, draw a card, and it has partner. I think you read that wrong. Comes into play untapped. Yeah, that is true. We're coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Zach. It's no, if it's a land card, put it on the battlefield tapped. Uh, or, but but you hopefully have Arkelos in play, so it will come into play untapped. But the card says... <laughs> Life is not a race, guys, okay? Uh, jumping ahead. So before we so, before we go on, number one, where's your Urborg? That's a good point. Number uh, two, where's your dread presence for when you reshape the earth? 
I'm going to write these cards down. (laughs) So, yeah, Dread Presence. I'm just going to pull it up because this is the card that I want to build my entire Arkelos deck around playing. Dread Presence in its exact text is, hang on, we're just pulling it up here. Uh, Whenever Swamp enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. You draw a card and lose one life. So, real solid. Or it deals two damage to any target and you gain two life. Seems good. Yeah. Well, and especially with you being able to fetch so many things, Dread Presence is just going to wipe the table. Uh, it's going to be painful. It's a very good card. Reshape. Super underplayed. Yeah. Also, I it because like I said, I'm being a scumbag and I want to make my deck around that one. The whole reason I haven't made it yet, full disclaimer, I can't find Land Harmonicon anywhere. Oh, what's yeah. Land Harmonicon, Dan? I don't even know its real name. Every time I go to stores, I ask for Land Harmonicon. I'm like, a, Do you have Land Harmonicon? I'm like, what is that? Ancient Green Warden. Yeah, there you go. I'm just like, it's the Panharmonicon for lands. They're like, oh, I've never heard anyone call it Land Harmonicon. I'm like, well, that's what they should call it. Yep. I don't think that's there's another exactly name what for it. Should it. Have been. Yeah, Land Harmonicon is a dope name. But yeah, I can't find one anywhere. There's literally... I was at the LGS yeah. when Daniel asked for it. And they're like, excuse me? I was like, Ancient Green Warden. Oh. They're like... Oh, <laughs> yeah. Land Harmonicon's dope. But yeah, I want to do that just so I can reshape the earth and do 40 damage to someone because I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. And we'll we'll get into the lands, but you have some similar lands to what I'd put in. Uh, so we're going to get into the enchantments uh, before we head into lands. Um, these are some of the more linchpinny cards. I mean, uh, the first one we have is Cryptolith Right. It's a colorless and a green for an enchantment and creatures you control have tap to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Just another way to make sure Arkelos is tapped. Yep. Well, and it's also just something good to do with your creatures. Yep. Yep. I just, I love, uh, I love Cryptolith Raid. Ryan, I gotta say, yeah, just, I'm loving this deck. Thank you. This next card is super nutty. You never see it. I, I no. very, very rarely see it. I, it was a hard card to find. For I finally I found feel, one. For once, don't like have the, it. I think I, the I price tag... I think the price tag helps that, though, honestly, because it's a very degenerate card. Yeah. Uh, Earthcraft. Um, Go ahead, Zach. Uh, Earthcraft is one in a green for an enchantment. You tap an untapped creature you control, untapped target basic land. Yeah. So I'm not trying to do Real anything good. degenerate with this, but it's just another way to ensure Arkelos is tapped. Yeah. For sure. You generally do see it with degenerate things, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's that way. Sometimes it'd be like that. Uh, I really like this next card. Um, I'm going to read it because I like it. It's free from the real. It's two and a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. One blue tap enchanted creature. One blue untap enchanted creature. It's just great. Again, another card you see generally in degenerate, but you're not trying to be degenerate in the normal sense of the word. You just want to tap the turtle. Or untap the turtle. Yeah, just play turtle Beyblade. (laughs) <laughs> I do think like, when I started templating, like mapping this deck out, what I wanted to do with it, it was literally Arkelos was the first card and Freed from the Real was the second card that went in the deck. Yeah, I remember talking to Ryan about this deck and I'm not a very staxy person um, yet. You guys know my you guys know my three favorite things to do in magic. And he was just like, oh, this is a deck that I have. And then I brewed it and like, or I came up with my version. I was like, oh, this is what I would do. And it was literally like a snow theme deck. And Ryan's just like, 
there's not enough stacks for what I want to do. Like, get out, get out of here, Zach. This is too fair. So I, like, I haven't. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say I haven't seen this next card, and it in itself is ridiculous. So it is frozen aether. It is three and a blue artifact creatures and lands your opponent's control come into play tapped. Yeah, good old so, fashioned stacks. You mean to tell me the the guy who plays Bant Enchantments has never seen Frozen Aether? (laughs) Brian doesn't play Bant Enchantments. Brian plays Bant Creatures. Yeah, I have Bant Creatures. It's in the colors, and he likes enchantments. The beautiful thing about this is it's (laughs) it's your opponent, so it does not affect you whatsoever. Mm. But you can still still be generous and make it so they're untapped. You You can be a gracious god in this game. Okay, calm down there, Xerxes. <laughs> All you must do is kneel. Uh, this next one is uh, Karametra's Favor. It's a colorless and a green for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature, and when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card. An enchant creature has tap one mana of any... Tap to make one mana of any color. Just, uh, you know, keep hedging on the theme of trying to make sure Arclos is tapped. And it gives you a little bit of ramp. The next one, Fishstick Remora, is lovely as a card. <laughs> Cumulative upkeep, one, whenever a target opponent successfully casts a non-creature spell, you may draw a card. They have to pay four to stop it. Will you pay the four? Um, I love the magical fish. Honestly, generally you're going to get pretty good value out of it, even if it's around one or two turns. Uh, even people removing it, unless they're going to pay... If they have one mana removal, they're still going to pay five to stop you from getting a draw. So it's definitely a good early game turn uh, Early game turn one play. If you can get something like that out, people are hitting their soul rings. You're going to just see just a ton of value from these cards. I, I just really like Mystic Remora. <laughs> I, I think I uh, went to the FLGS ad... It's like, oh, you got a heavily played binder. They had, I think, they had three, three of them for four dollars. That's pretty. So I like, I'll, t- I'll, I'll take those. Mystic Remora <laughs> is, uh, it's a solid card. It's, it's definitely in high demand for, again, people who play degenerate competitive games. So when people are spamming off their zero cost artifacts in something like Urza, it's a real good draw engine. Sure is. Uh, oppos- this next, yeah, opposition is so good. You take it away. I just, oh. Uh, it's one of my favorites. I remember playing this in standard uh, during seventh edition and Urza's block. Uh, it's two colorless blue, blue for an enchantment. You can tap an untapped creature. You control to tap target artifact creature or land. Yep. This card does a ton of work. It keeps, like I said, keeps keeping Arkelos tapped, but then it also deals with my opponent's problems. And then when you have things like winter orb, static orb storage matrix, you can slowly lock a player out of the game. Yeah, I really like that. The ability, I, I wasn't even, I was just thinking about how fun it is to tap people's creatures down. I didn't even think that you can, to get your Arkelos tapped again, you can get rid of that Howling Mine effect. You can get rid of the Storage Matrix. That's that's a real good card in this. Mm-hmm. So I see that you have the the baby Mystical Fish, the Ristic Study. <laughs> is is that how you would describe that? The baby? No. Baby fish. It's just study. a lot cheaper. <laughs> uh, whatever an opponent casts a spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays one. I would love it if it was pay four, but it's significantly cheaper. It's the card when you want to cosplay a parrot. <laughs> <laughs> 
It and smothering ties. Do you pay the one? Do you pay the two? Do you pay the one? Do you pay the two? Oh, excuse me, sir. Do you pay the one? Yeah, I'm going to just... We're going to finance a second show just by making a do you pay the one jar for Brian. (laughs) (laughs) One of you guys want to take this next one? I Yeah, Root Maze is a really, really cool card. Artifacts and lands come into play (laughs) tapped. And that's very funny. It's one mana for an enchantment. It's hilarious. You can just ruin whole, whole people's day with that very early Brutal Stacks card. One so, mana? Yeah. One mana artifacts and lands come into play tapped. Everyone oh, unanimously come into play tapped. You just you slow everyone right down. <laughs> but again, life isn't a race. So There's a funny story about this card. I don't live in the same province as Daniel um, and Brian. And I purchased this card on eBay. And it arrived, and it, I actually, unbeknownst to me, purchased it from Daniel and Brian's FLGS. Oh yeah, on eBay. <laughs> eBay store. That's, that's what awesome. Up. Yeah. So Ogerstein, normally, normally we don't really go over the uh, lands that we have in here, but this deck has so many that you can't not. There's a. Uh, a lot of really integral parts to the deck that have cool things. I'm going to let Ryan start it off and just go over some of the important lands here. Sure. So we have Academy Ruins. Um, It just taps for a colorless, and you can pay a colorless and a blue to put target artifact card from your graveyard on top of your library. It just protects all those vital... Well, it doesn't protect, but it recurs all those vital artifacts that you do want. All the good stuff. And it also has... Has the shenanigans you can just keep recurring Neverill's disc over and over and over and over again. Yep. I won't play your opponents <laughs> in check. Uh, the next one is Blink Moth Well. It taps for a colorless, and you can pay two and tap it to tap target non-creature artifact. So it lets you shut off Howling Mine. It lets you shut off Static Orb. It lets you shut off Winter Orb. So you are not getting affected by it, but your opponents are. Yeah, that's not bad at all. The, um, the next two are check lands. I love them because they are good <laughs> if you have the condition, and in this deck, they're good if you don't. Uh, Blooming Marsh and Botanical Sanctum, both of them enter uh, tapped unless you control two or fewer other lands. So early game, they are good, fast, color-fixing mana. Late game, you're not going to be affected by them because you don't care about tapped things. Yeah, I didn't think about how awesome these are going to be in this type of deck where, you know, our turtle is going to make everything either come into play tapped or untapped, so you get benefits from them immediately. Yeah. I Like like I was saying, him just being an Amulet of Vigor just on a stick is awesome. Mm-hmm. I've been reevaluating these type of lands anyway since we've been looking more and doing more stuff with Tiny Leaders. Yeah. So, like, I kind of wrote a lot of these you know, lands off because they don't have a, you know, actual land types. So I don't really care about them, but now that, you know, we're playing smaller decks and more aggressive style mana, these types of lands are super, super good. Uh, the next one's breeding pool. We all know what that does. After that, there's buried ruin um, taps for a colorless. You can pay two tap sack it to return target artifact card from your graveyard to your hand. Just another way to keep to recur all the, the cards you need and you want in play. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, you want to take glaze through a couple of these real quick? Yeah, so next up we I have... I am taking the next one, Brian. Go for it. Dead. 
Field of the Dead is the best card in the deck, hands down. It's the best card in any deck. Love Field of the Dead. Field of the Dead can't be beat. I, I've tried to pick them up now whenever I see them because I'm just like, okay, like, uh, these are just so good. Enters tapped, taps for a colorless mana. Enters tapped doesn't really matter. Uh, whenever it or another land enters the battlefield under your control, if you control seven or more lands with different names, create a 2-2 black zombie. This card goes so hard. I cannot... I can't, It's probably one of my favorite cards in Magic. Everyone talks nonstop about how it should be banned. I think they're bad people. Field of the Dead is <laughs> wonderful. Field of the Dead, I just... Like, my my favorite standard time was the Valica time, and that was not really a good standard time. But this kind of brings me back to being able to do those Valica escape shift shenanigans. I love fetching Field of the Dead. It's just such a good card. I, there's nothing I don't like about Field of the Dead. I try to include it in every deck. Uh, next one is Holdout Settlement. Uh, it's taps for a colorless, or you can tap an untapped creature you control to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Self-explanatory with what we're trying to do in this deck. Yeah, tap that turtle. Uh, there's Survivor Encampment, which is the exact same thing. And then, Daniel, do you want to talk about this last uh, card in this deck? Well, uh, Vesuva? This last land? Yeah. You mean Field of the Dead 2? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Field of the Dead 2 is a great card. Uh, as it comes into play, you may choose a land in play. If you do, it comes into play tapped as a copy of the chosen land. And it's also very fun to do on other people's really, really good lands, like a Gaius Cradle, something like that. You're able to hit mm -hmm. a lot of really high-value things with Vesuva. But it's also just a really, really good second Field of the Dead. And I, I cannot stress how, how bad two zombies is for everyone. <laughs> Plus, if you're scapeshifting, then it's not just two zombies. Oh, oh no, I know. Trust me, Brian. Yeah, I know. Or you're reshaping the earth, and you're making forty or twenty zombies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Field of the Dead just like can can change the game around out of nowhere because it's just you're doing it on resolution. You're gonna need like an end the turn effect, or it's not even a torpor orb style effect because it's not a creature entering. That's this yeah. Is, yeah. Everyone's understanding now why I want to use land harmonicon. Yep. So <laughs> many zombies. Yeah, that all might of the be, zombies. That might be an addition to this deck. I'm not 100 certain certain what I would cut for it, but I could see uh, ancient green warden getting slotted in this deck just to really take advantage of those two cards. Well, you do have a lot of value stuff just in the deck in general, right? Like you're not really missing. Missing much stuff. You have a ton of permanent removal. You've got some decent counterspell. You have a ton of stacks and control. And like the one-sided stacks like Urza. The stuff that makes Urza so strong is the ability to use those pieces that other people generally can't take advantage of, right? This is a, a deck style that you're not seeing very often. Because any deck can slot in a Winter Orb, right? They're just mm -hmm. not usually benefiting from it in the normal way. Like... uh I like to run it in elf theme decks because I have my my uh, my mana generation elsewhere. I don't mind not untapping my lands. I can slow everyone down, but it's very rare that you're seeing somebody get the actual value of the card without without playing Urza. Like it's pretty much only Urza who takes advantage of it that way, right? So now yeah. another option for it is wonderful. And yeah, Arcalus is just such a cool card. His art is great. He's basically Master Ugwe. Like, 
What more do you want? <laughs> that was actually so when I opened up my first box of Commander Legends, I opened a foil, just a regular foil version, and I was pretty excited. And then I picked up an etched foil, and then in later boxes of Commander Legends that I opened, I opened up two more etched foils. So I have three etched foils and a regular foil of this guy. I was like, it's just, it's fate. I can't <laughs> not play with this card. Now make a more not-so-toxic deck. Nothing toxic here, my friend. <laughs> oh, so yeah. uh, Zach's new little segment that he introduced a couple weeks ago was the pros and cons of the deck. Yeah. Um. I, I really think a heavy con of this deck is you are going to generate a lot of hate. I, like, I was going to say having no friends. This is the this is the friend destroyer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you actually make me not look so bad. <laughs> but I also think in the same thing, I think this deck is well set up to protect itself from the hate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to maybe try to squeeze in a little bit more removal. I'm just not sure what that looks like, like mass removal. The, um, I think there's one enchantment that I'm surprised that you're not running. And it would be the the uh, the blue ghostly prison. Propaganda. Oh, propaganda. propaganda. Because that idea. just, if, if you, they can only untap one land per turn in some cases, That's they right. can't pay to even attack you. Yeah. Um, I will say, so not a pro or a con, but when I, when I started building this deck and I got it to its kind of final form before I started making cuts, the deck was at like 125 cards. So getting it down to a hundred cards was pretty tough. Um, I really wanted to hedge in on the stacks theme, which that's why there's so few creatures in the deck, which uh, Dan, Dan and I were talking about the scape shift, reshape the earth package and it ended up going in because I was like, I really don't have a lot of threat, like big win cons in the deck. And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm kind of concerned that, you know, if my opponents can get enough removal and lock me out, like, I mean, most of my creatures are little other than like ISC, Arax with these and Consecrated Sphinx and Frost Titan. The rest of it's all just small stuff. Yeah. So having, being able to flood the board with a, a ton of tutus was a good way to try to you know because i can lock you out of the game so your all your stuff is tapped um it's a good way to to even just to eat through some damage i would still love to see a black blade reforged in this deck yeah Might the turtle the turtle with a sword mega slap <laughs> someone with the turtle because yes. like that was something I thought was that was something that like I suggested to Ryan when uh he first started spitballing this deck. I was just like with everything coming into play tapped more times than not, you're gonna be able to commander damage people out of the game because you can untap your commander. Blackblade reforged slapping someone with a rogue's passage in that turtle just out of the blue would be so funny. Just uh That's what I Yeah, so I'm gonna do thirty three damage with it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Literally out of left field. Tortoise in the like, hair, my friend. I don't know what to tell you. Um, do I you would be snapped. <laughs> I'd be super upset getting stacked out of the game, but then if I died because I got one-shotted by <laughs> a turtle, by the by mega turtle, turtle? With sword, I don't think I'd feel as bad about like getting stacked out of it. Like, eh. that would be a hilarious loss. You know, at least I got bonked. Yeah, I accept oh. it. Do you guys see any glaring cons or any big pros to the deck that you guys want to? 
mention? No, pros, you're you're definitely very protected and stuff. Like the salt, it, it's it's well it's well <laughs> constructed. And you're you're looking pretty solid in the amount of draw you have. I'd probably put in a little bit more draw, but even just howling mine and being able to fully abuse it, uh, I would put in rights of flourishing because I just like to draw cards and include rights of flourishing. But again, I like to play landfall and everything, so that probably is why my decision is that way. No, I, I think that you've got just a ton of removal, a ton of... You, you got the counter spells, we'll tell you that. Oof. Yep. That <laughs> was hurt. I was actually pretty surprised when I had built the deck. I wasn't paying attention to it, but the deck's uh, average CMC is only 2.88. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty low. crazy low for a control deck. I just looked at the price of this deck. Yeah. It is not cheap. Yeah, there's a, there's a few pricey pieces in here, a few pricey boys. Well, the, the whole counter magic package. Yeah. <laughs> well, even Earthcraft, it's $100 American. $110 American. Yep, that's American. very true. It's like 700 moose bucks. Yeah, you cut that down, it's only $1,200 deck. Actually, and you cut, icy <laughs> you cut Icy Manipulator out of the deck, and it's a $700 deck. <laughs> I'm sorry, not what Icy is... Manipulator. Mox <laughs> Diamond. I thought that was funny. I was like, Icy Manipulator, he gets it. Yeah, I've got an alpha one. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, really, you could cut Mox Diamond and and just add another land to the deck. Well, another land, or even just any any kind of signet rock. talisman, whatever. Yep, I only added it because I've got a really sweet proxy Brian, version of it. I'm gonna have to be honest with you. You're running too many lands. Oh no, that's actually too few. The only reason it's 34 no. is because my average CFC is 2.88. Con. <laughs> <laughs> too many lands. Well, I'd, I'd probably run something similar in this one. Like this isn't, this is this isn't your grandpa's thirty-eight lands, Zach. Zach, <laughs> <laughs> let's go, That's... let's go look at my architect list, Dan, and see what my average CMC and land base has been you... as of like the last six decks. You brought sir. it down, and they're playing well. And see, I typically am always thirty-six to thirty-seven land. That's See, I, I just think that you could go down just a lot. You could probably lose one or two more because you are below three CMC. You need three oh. lands to be able to cast your stuff. Dan, in a salty control stack stack, you do not want to miss a land drop. Yeah, you you definitely need this because, again, you're going to be uh, the target of the table, to say the least. You got the draw. What if you don't I, draw uh, the draw? I want to jump off subject real quick. The most recent deck I built was Glenn, and I have 33 lands in that deck. Yeah. There you go. There you Average go. CMC is 2.51, so I could probably drop another land, but Bring it down to 20 <laughs> No. Savage. <laughs> Not quite yet. Um, that's uh, We're, we're going to wrap this one here, guys. Uh, like I said, I think this is going to be a super fun deck. Check out the link in the <laughs> description, and uh, yeah. Brian, tell them where they can find our content. Well, everybody, you can find us on our website, intothe99.com. We have wonderful artists that are, or sorry, writers that are creating articles for your reading enjoyment, um, as well as you can find our podcast on all major podcast services, Spotify, Apple, Google, um, as well, if you find us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a uh, rating. It really helps out with us actually being found. And yeah, let us know how you think of the show. Hopefully, five stars. Woo. Uh, as well as check us out on friends. Patreon. Uh, we have some wonderful tiers there with a little bit of goodies. As well, the 
MTGCCAs are currently ongoing. If you enjoy our content, check out the website, mtgcca.com, and uh, nominate us. Yeah, definitely a lot of cool content creators to check out there as well. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. See ya.